BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Benito Skinner. I'm Mary Beth Barone. And this is Ride. 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 Mary Beth and Richardson Isaacson Barone. <laughs> Starbucks check, baby. Oh, I keep forgetting my Tiffany. You always got to wear that thing. I know. I guess sometimes with jewelry, it's just like it becomes like a lot. I'm getting a call. Isn't that crazy? People can call us anytime <laughs> that's so it's almost like they don't know we're constantly recording this podcast <laughs> no I, today i wake up and i look at terry and i go you know what the craziest thing about a podcast is he goes what and i go you just keep doing it <laughs> <laughs> i had this moment for the first time yesterday where i go this is what we do till we die yeah oh totally we are gonna have to be thought-provoking poignant and hilarious on the record yeah. until we die and cute and cute because now they're filming us what a bust. You know, know what's so funny? I was thinking about what the cover art, how it will change throughout the years as we grow old. <laughs> a blessing. Still sex, though. <laughs> oh, no. The sex will, it'll just get sexier. So I think by the end, it'll just be us 75 years old, naked in rollerblades. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then I cannot wait for when you're pregnant. Because, oh, so that gets into something that I need to talk about today. I've been driving a lot because we have to drive to the Paramount lot to shoot this. And I'm like... To shoot it. To shoot it. Well, it's on camera, my Action. love. Action. <laughs> Sound Marshall, <speeds. laughs> Marshall goes... Camera set. Last looks. <laughs> Action. I wish we had last looks in here. Yeah. I feel like I probably look like a dog shite today. <laughs> I think you look fabulous. So, thank you. So do you. You're literally like the most stunning. Thank you for saying that. But I think I'm going a little too dewy lately. I just... You know what? I do have to say to people, and I think I said it on Circle Time, which was just so lovely. Shout out Kels. Shout out to Kels. Sweet baby girl. People are putting illuminators on their skin over the age of like 20. And here's my thing with putting something that's full of glitter underneath the foundation. Yeah. All of that glitter gets into all the things we don't want shown. Like, you think that I'm doing that? Pro no, I really don't. But I do think that we're going to step away from dewy. I think that's where makeup's going. We're just going to want skin that's in between matte and dewy. Like okay. not not too matte to where it's like 90s and you're This just is like our a trend forecaster. Hey, welcome to. <laughs> oh, that is such a fucking read. Stop. 
That is such a no, read. No, no, I think you're right. Oh my God. You calling me a trend forecaster at 9 a.m.? I'll kill you. <laughs> okay, so lately I've been driving a lot and I keep being behind cars that have stickers that say baby on board. Yeah. And it just makes me think, well, then what am I? Yeah. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I'm like, so funny you have So that, that baby's more precious than me? No, I don't, because, what? But also I'm baby. So it's <laughs> no, like, exactly. I don't feel the need to like advertise it. <laughs> no, exactly. It's so funny you say that because I'm like, well, I'm driving Mary Beth right now. So should I put a sticker on back baby on board? Probably. And you know what? If anything, that makes you way more vulnerable to kidnapping. Agreed. There's a baby in the car. I agree. No, I totally agree. It's like sound the alarms. Sound the freaks. You need a baby on board sticker for me. <laughs> I need it every time when Terry drives me to Starbucks in the morning. Baby on board. Baby I on mean, board. he should have that. Yeah, of course. I just don't get it. So are you driving more cautiously? I think that's the that's the point. Okay. Well, I guess that's fine. But also, like, don't drive too cautiously. Listen to our episode about driving safely. Exactly. Just and drive should, safely all the you time. You should drive as if you always have a baby on board in your car and everyone else has one in theirs as well. Agreed. In England, they give pregnant women baby on board pins to wear on the tube so that people will stand up to give them their seat, which I think is really cute. Oh, that's cute. It's cute. It's like baby on I've board. I've seen that happen once and it was so human. It's, oh, Isn't that so beautiful? There are few experiences more human than watching someone give up their seat on public transportation. And thank you for taking your shoes off because I'm going to do the same. Of course, my love. And it wasn't on the subway. <laughs> it was in London when of I course. saw it. I've never seen it on the subway, but I'm sure it's happened. <laughs> well, I can it's, only it's imagine. Hard. It's hard out there. Yeah. I want to give up my seat to a big celebrity one day on the subway. Do you know what I mean? Like Olivia Wilde's on the subway and I give up my seat for her. <laughs> you give it up for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I love. Wouldn't that be cool? That could go viral. Totally. That could go viral. <laughs> oh my God. I just went viral. <laughs> that's Terry going viral. That's Terry, that's Terry and Emily going viral. You're oh my God. <laughs> Fuck. I just went viral. Okay. It's early, so you're going to hear a lot of this today. I can tell it's going to be a giggly one today. But mm -hmm. also, I've been up since 630 because I went to the gym famously. Mm -hmm. And that sort of reminded me. Baby on board. Well, baby on board. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I'm driving myself, that's also baby on board. And when I'm just walking. Wait, that's that's like so crazy because that will be what we call the ride when you're pregnant. Like that season. I love that you think I'm going to have kids. Oh, Totally. <laughs> Not my choice, really, is it? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> it's society's choice. We have to grow with our fans. That's the only reason I would have kids is when our fans and listeners start having kids. Of course. What else are you going to talk about? I don't know. But I think our trainer, JR, shout out to him. Shout out JR. And JR a couple Mendoza. of the other straight guys I've been meeting lately have been really like restoring my faith in straight guys. Yeah, so I just want to say that there are some good ones out there. And I know that we do critique straight men on the pod sometimes, but... Mm -hmm. It's not about the good ones. No, we're critiquing the bad ones. And it kind of goes without saying. You know what I was thinking about yesterday? I could not stop thinking about when you said, I shouldn't talk too much about what they can't see. <laughs> you know, it's so funny <laughs> is that I knew you were going to say that. How did you know? Because like that, that struck a chord with you. I'm all about prose lately. Yeah. Like really beautiful prose. <laughs> I'm all about haikus and baby on board. Ultimately, baby on board. So I have a haiku for you. So I... Terry and I have been, we've been nursing the season of Selling Sunset, the of course, latest. Of course. Because we're like, we don't want it's it all gestating. gone. It's gestating. It's gestating. I'm like, God, it's just, it's so delicious. I don't want it to end. And there's 11 episodes. We're at nine. It's scary, my love. <laughs> you have to be careful. <laughs> you, love, you have to be Caution, careful. Caution, baby Your on board. Face, you have, <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> no. You've, you've watched nine episodes of Sally Sunset. Oh my God. Are you serious? Heather, baby on board. Totally. Total baby on board. And she wore a little vest in this one episode, full bump out. Shut up. And I think I want Deliverance Richards to be pregnant in her next real estate. And, mama and just, bear. Well, she's a mama bear. I mean, it's like, it's the hormones. I've started writing down because you had said in a previous episode that the songs are only a minute long. And I think I have confirmation. One song just keeps going. I was born for this. I was born. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born. That's one of the songs. And I thought to myself, okay. Think of the how profound that I is. I was born for this. I, I was, was born. born. <laughs> I was born. I was literally born. I was born to legacy. Wow. I went, what? And then I songs just, really can just be that simple. No, exactly. I was like, what a fabulous chorus. And that's a song. Right and there. that's a song. And then, okay, here's the other one. It's right now. It's right now. <laughs> it's right now. And, you know, uh, you can visualize what's happening here. Going through the ugliest kitchen you've ever seen in your entire fucking life. Yeah. And drone <laughs> shot. Drone shot of like a house that's every window is open. Like it's so inside outside. And I'm like, it's been raining in L.A. every day. Wait, so I'm I don't sorry. know what that it's, would feel like. It's right now. Think about that. That'll make your head spin. It's right now. We need to be paying more attention to these songs. No, I know. It's I, right now. I think they're going to start telling us like messages from aliens. Subliminal messages. Kill the prime minister of Malaysia. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they're going to start like <laughs> hypnotizing it's us. It's Mugatu. Did you see Josie and the Pussycats? Of course. That was like, that movie has like a really heady concept. It's so incredible. Put on the headphones or you watch TRL and Carson Daly. Oh my God. Know, like, I know. Hypnotizes us. I'm trying to think what were the messages. <laughs> it's Nina drama. It's right now. It's right now. <laughs> Uh, it's right now. You got your boots. You got your girls. You got the club. The whole world is on fire. <laughs> yeah. Baby on board would be a great song. I'm surprised they don't have that yet. Yeah. For Heather. I agree. Do the baby on board. It'd be like, bam, 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 bam. baby on board. Baby on board. This baby is, but ba 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 baby is born, 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 baby on board. And then right after, they're like, so Chelsea said the other day that, <laughs> you know, they should be like, Chelsea was talking about how she doesn't really respect your relationship. She's wearing a Chanel tweed two-piece. Literally. And, a Versace and headband. pointed toe shoes. Yeah, Giuseppe's and fucking... You know what I told Terry last night? He had fallen asleep. So imagine me saying this to someone who was completely in REM, in REM beauty. I was like, I didn't know there was such a subculture of designer jewelry mm -hmm. where it's like you just, it, your earrings just say It's just Dior. the C's. Yeah, it's like really, I've never seen that. I like, don't know I where they sell it. Yeah, I've never seen those. I've never seen it in those stores. Maybe it's there. I'm just obviously not looking for that. I'm looking for purses. And as as you saw that Terry was asleep, you thought, I shouldn't talk too much about what he can't see. Should we get into what we ride for? This week, I'm going to be riding for The Princess and the Pea. And I'm going to be riding for the film Arrival, starring Amy Adams. Let's get into it. Visible Wireless believes in bringing people together, not just through their simple, accessible, all-digital wireless service, but also through the power of connections and community. Can I get a hell yeah? God. This Pride Month, Visible launched a 70s-themed game show, No Straight Answers, hosted by me. Can you believe that? 
that brings Gen Z contestants and queer icons together to support SAGE, a nonprofit advocating for LGBTQ plus elders. Aging is a blessing. I'll say it every week until I get it through to you. I'm serious. This fabulous game uplifts LGBTQ plus history. It fosters intergenerational connection, which we need now more than ever, and celebrates those who paved the way for pride to become what it is today. Visit visible.com slash sage to learn more about the campaign and watch No Straight Answers on Visible's Instagram and TikTok. Visible let me wear a chin prosthetic, so yes, they say gay. We really want to thank Visible for writing for us as hard as we write for them. We also want to shout them out for working with queer people all year long, not just during Pride. Pride Month may be coming to a close, but Pride is all year long, me loves. That's Fighta. Fight to the good Fighta. I know you can. Visible, Shador. You can test your own Pride knowledge by following along with trivia and quizzes on Visible's Instagram. Visible, we love you so much, and we want to wish all our listeners a happy Pride Month. Wait, where are we going? Who cares? Ride. The Princess and the Pea. Hans Christian Andersen, famous Danish author, I mean, he's up to no good. He's up to no good. We would have had him on Ride. His body of work has changed the course of history. Well, you know, I just found out that the original Little Mermaid, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not all fairy tales, is it? Disney, that's funny that Disney did that. That they were like, take the classic and rewrite the rules. Rewrite the rules, yassify the script. I want to make (laughs) awe. I want to make trouble. And I want to make trouble. (laughs) Corella. Hans Christian Andersen. Speaking of The Little Mermaid, we know Miss Ursula is listening to Ride. Listen to this, kids. So I get a text. Starbucks Starbucks check. So I get a text from my good friend Henry the other day, and it's a link to The Little Mermaid trailer, and he just goes 24 seconds in. (laughs) So I'm thinking, what is this going to be? Yet another prose. (laughs) And he's straight, which we love. I went to prom with him junior year. We're dear friends. That's sweet. I asked my prom date on a billboard. I've always been into <laughs> traditional marketing. Traditional family values. Of course. All right, are you ready for this? Yeah. Is that even possible? It's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I do. It's what I do. <laughs> I'm your sis. I'm Triton's sister. It's, it's what, what I, I do. do. The Princess and the Pea was published in 1835. Whoa. Okay, wow. The printing press. Of course. No, the great American printing press. American. (laughs) Can you imagine? America's printing press. Well, everything was written in America. Of course. This was written in the offshoot of America known as Denmark. Mm -hmm. So here's the story of The Princess and the Pea. And Mm -hmm. I'll try to make this quick. But I just think people don't remember the plot. Mm -hmm. There was a prince who needed to find a princess. And he was having difficulty finding a suitable wife. I'm reading this off Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. He meets many princesses, but he's never sure if they're real princesses. Mm -hmm. So one stormy night, a young woman drenched in rain seeks shelter in the prince's castle, and she claims to be a princess, but the queen has doubts. So she decides to test their unexpected guest by placing a pea in the bed she's offered for the night, covered by 20 mattresses and 20 beds on top of the mattresses. Okay. Now, the difference between the mattresses and the beds, I, I couldn't say. Casper. Casper. The best bed for better sleep. <laughs> the best bed for better sleep. <laughs> Audio jungle. So then in the morning, the princess tells her host that she endured a sleepless night, kept awake by something hard in the bed that she's certain has bruised her. Bruises easily. 
Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm raising this my is, hand. This is a story of you. This is way. a story about a girl named Lucky. <laughs> the princess family realizes that she is a princess after all, since no one but a real princess could be so delicate. The two are happily married. The story ends with the pea being placed in a museum where it still might be today. Oh my God. It's at Ripley's Believe It or Not. It's at Ripley's next to the Maryland dress. <laughs> next to Kim's dress. Kim's dress. Yeah. So here's what's interesting about the princess and the bee. Because mm-hmm. all like fairy tales and those type of stories have like a moral for kids. This has none. No one can agree on what the meaning is. <laughs> Which is, first of all, so me as well. Is it satire? He's kind of like, it's kind of a read, right? Well, here's what I took from it. Okay, great. Always complain. <laughs> always complain. If there's a reason to complain, you should always say, because if you don't, then how will people know if that you're a real princess? Squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's what my dad always says. How how terrible is that to hear? But did he lie? No, he didn't lie. But I just I wish there was a different. Uh, Let's come up with it now. Different phrase, different prose, if you will. <laughs> you're right. It's not beautiful prose. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Doesn't that sound like from Prancer? Let's reinvent that one. I agree. But I love the idea. First of all, so innovative. You should adapt it. I would love to. Mm-hmm. And I think we could make it gritty, you know, totally. a, like a gritty indie. Yeah. I love the idea of being like, An how, origin could, story. how could we ever tell if she's a real princess or not? Well, princess is so delicate. And let's place a P under 20 mattresses. Like that's hardcore. The fact that she felt that and bruised. is so me. <laughs> it's so you. Baby. I bruise so easily. I know. And I'm so delicate. I break bones constantly. My fingers, my bones and my fingers hurt so much from holding my phone. No, I know, sweetie. I know. And the phones are so light these days. Baby on board. I'm serious. I just think that this story is really powerful message for women. Also, just like <laughs> speak up. Totally. Speak up. Speak now. Speak now. Seriously. Taylor's version. Taylor's version. Because I just think that like so many women would sleep on those mattresses and feel the pee and not say anything. Yeah. Maybe it's like this is about women speaking up and being like and then you get what you want. Exactly. It's like and this is what Mary really needs to hear on Selling Sunset. Like I think she's really scared about confrontation. But Chriselle is like she's doing it big this season. What? I'm just I don't know up. why that was really delicate. I'm so delicate. Delicate. Taylor's version. Exactly. My favorite Taylor Swift song. Isn't it? No isn't coincidence. It? Isn't it? <laughs> when she said, it's so delicate, isn't it? Talk about prose. Think about that for two freaking seconds. Another thing I love about Princess and the Pea is that it really proves that sleeping can change your life. Yeah. Sleeping your way to the top. The science of sleeping. Exactly. On top of 20 mattresses, no less. <laughs> <laughs> right into the kingdom. Right into oh the palace. Oh my God. Can you think of any narrative that's more me? Let me actually think about this. Think the about Scarlet it. Letter. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The Crucible. Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. The great Husband Arthur Miller. Husband of Marilyn Monroe. Purveyor of Kim K's dress from Ripley's Believe It or Not. It's all a circle. Time is a circle. It's a flat circle. Which gets into my ride. Ah, wait. Ah, not yet, but we have to yet, talk. But... It does. You'll. Yeah, we'll talk. I like that it had a happy ending as well. Yeah. And also it's definitely telling women to speak out. It's a little bit of a prank, if you will. There's pranking <laughs> interlaced there. 20 mattresses with a little pee. What a fun game. Also, I'm walking in that room and I'm looking up 
Oh my God. Yeah, how did Do she... I need a ladder to get up there? No, I remember there was like a children's book that I saw once and I remember really liking like how they like decided to do that visually. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, that was fun. I also love the idea that there's a lot of fake princesses knocking on the door totally. asking for the prince's hand in marriage. Of course. Who are these scammers? I want to know their stories. Agreed. Well, that's a part of the origin story. A part of the gritty indie. Cruella. Cruella. <laughs> I just love that like a princess will reveal herself. You know what I mean? It's like... They always do. They always do. They always do. You'll never be royal. <laughs> and we'll never be royal. You let a gay sing for two seconds and he's got a record. There's two types of people in the world. There's people who do know that Charlie XCX got mistaken for Lord in an interview and was asked about royals and played it off as if she was Lord. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who don't know that Charlie XCX was mistaken for Lord in an interview and played it off as if she wrote royals because she's classy. And I will say <laughs> three people who are the former. Us in this room. In this room. Talk about grace. Giving that reporter some grace. That was the test. She proved herself to be a princess that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> only a princess. Only would a princess would have such grace. <laughs> grace and beauty to play that off and not just and just go with it and have fun. See, I think that's what the story is not really talking about at all. I think that, well, someone might have the rights to it, but it's since it was written in the 1800s, it's technically public domain. Public domain is fascinating to me and I'm going to ride for it in the future. I love that. Because I just think there's something so cool about, it's been a hundred years. It's yours. It's yours. That's crazy. We're about to have the Wizard of Oz. Just, we could do a Wizard of Oz merch collection. And they can't stop us. I don't think so. I think someone might like take over the rights though. Sometimes they do that. They'll like rebuy it. Yeah. But I think like there are some things that's just like, sorry. But it's after the Wizard of Oz came out a hundred years ago or the writer of Wizard of Oz died a hundred years ago. I'm not exactly sure. And we won't look it up even when you ride for public domain. No, of course not. No, no, no. It's no. we rewrite the rules. I kind of love that people could hear this. It would incite something and then they go get those facts themselves if they're really interested. <laughs> That's so true. A true princess. Oh, my God. <laughs> all, it's all a plan, my sister. <laughs> Nina Drama. How did you sleep last night? <laughs> Morning, princess. Morning, princess. Princess. How did you sleep last night? <laughs> Not very good. Come with me. <laughs> You're going to marry my son. You're a princess. I knew you were. <laughs> it's a plan so evil. Only Nina Drama could come uh, only, up with it. Only Nina Drama. I started commenting <laughs> as her on your post now. Because sometimes it feels so pedestrian for me to just comment something. Because I'm like, I mean, I know this girl inside and out. That's baby. That's baby on board. Baby on board. I that's, know. You know, I've seen your butthole, sweet. Yeah. And I've seen yours. Yeah. <laughs> I think Pink. that's cool. Wait, I have a prank. really pretty butthole. Wait, a great say prank. it. You at least say it. Okay. Yes. You have a very pretty butthole. And you love my butt. And I love your butt. It's a dumper. But I think something so genius that you showed me one time. Yeah. Emily asked to see a picture of your manicure. Mm -hmm. You sent her a picture of you spreading your butthole <laughs> with your fingernails in it. We're keeping all of that. Yeah. It was like, it, there was something that's so human about it. This man's genius. <laughs> Sometimes there's those moments like when they realized that the princess was really a princess, I said, I'll never meet someone <laughs> operating at a higher frequency. You saw the eye of Soren with my nails that had like It was a cyclops. Dice. <laughs> it was a cyclops. You saw it had, I had like dice and a heart. And, and an like egg. A star. I think it was also like a fried egg or Oh yeah, something. I had a fried egg on my nail. Yeah. It was yeah. like, as like art, not mm -hmm. an actual one. Oh no. Yeah. As art pop. <laughs> 
I don't your butthole. I don't want to talk too much about what they can't see. <laughs> exactly. You should post it when this comes out. Totally. And see how quickly it gets reported. Yeah. I it might not, honestly. We've got a lot of freaks. That's really true. The baronies are freaks. They are. They are. <laughs> and they're sticklers, like you said. Oh, they held me so accountable for Edward's birthday post. They said posting another guy in his birthday post is cheating. Yeah. They said not posting pictures of you and Edward in my birthday post was cheating. I wanted to confess to that on my way in here walking in, I had realized that I cheated on Edward because I lived with a former partner. You might as well <laughs> send him a video of y'all fucking. I know it's shameful. I should have had better foresight. Well, Terry's going to some college weddings coming up like alone from college. No, help me there. And I'll be looking around like I am at Terry's family reunion. You guys know what I did to get here. <laughs> looking around. And there will be some exes. Yeah. That yeah. took my, that just took my breath away. Look at this. That you're oh shaking. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, sh I'm like, I'm breathless. No, I know. If my ex dated you, do you ever think about that sometimes? What that looks like for somebody? Sometimes mm -hmm. I think about if like my ex's new partners got sent like a meme from drag his ass or like a video of my stand-up or like mm -hmm. anything and they're just like don't fucking send me that you yeah. know what i mean no i definitely think about that sometimes because i think there might yeah just someone being like if i have to see this fucker one, one more time, time if i have to see dating a gemini one, one more, more time fucking time yeah. yeah which you know i'm sorry Wait, i don't know what I'm, else to say i'm sorry okay <laughs> this is who i am <laughs> I'm sending love to all of them. I am sending love to all my guys' exes. Me too. I really am. Yeah. Well, and all my guys' non-exes. That felt really good. Yeah. Totally selfless. Speaking of selfless. <laughs> yep. Let's get into it. Speaking of princesses, I know one of your favorite princess movies is Enchanted. Can you help me figure out who's in Enchanted? <laughs> It's going to be Amy Adams. Amy Adams. So obviously I'm obsessed with Amy Adams. I think she's incredible. And this is pretty much a half and half ride. I'm writing for Amy Adams and I'm writing for her and the film Arrival, which I think really is one of the most beautiful films ever made. It's in the same cinematic universe as Interstellar. I hope you know that. Of course. Of course. So I first was introduced to Amy Adams watching Cruel Intentions 2 on TV. And she gives a fabulous performance and she's in Drop Dead Gorgeous which was like you know obviously a cult classic and then just over time I started to be like she's got the chops she's one of the great prestige actors of our time I she would really say. is I mean her in doubt like <sighs> oh my god but she can also do comedy of course she can she's in Talladega Nights <laughs> like think about that she's in Talladega Nights she's incredible Stop so, taking my breath away. So, Amy. You're going to have to do the rest of the pod by yourself. No, I know. I'm serious. If I get taken away in an ambulance. Bruising easily. <laughs> I have to pee so bad, but I think it'll add to the energy of this. Yeah. A few years back, not going to find the exact date, this movie comes out called Arrival. And we know it's an alien movie, but we don't know what type. I am. I think I might spoil it because there's just kind of like, I can't really talk about why I love it so much and why it's beautiful. I'm not going to like fully spoil it, but I am going to talk about some things. So if this, this is like so deeply on your list, watch just it pause, now. But make sure you come back because we want to keep it a high engagement rate for the pod. Totally. We want to complete the episodes. But so also, you know. this is sort of one of those movies where even if you explain what happens, actually seeing it happen is so different. So you wouldn't yeah. even really spoil anything 
by hearing how it ends. I don't think, but yeah. I love spoilers, so I can talk. Well, you're talking about taking your breath away. I like, if I talk about this movie, I get goosebumps. Yeah. Because it's so beautiful and it's actually very much that like you were born vibe. It's also, and as you said, right now, because it is in the same cinematic universe as Interstellar. Mm -hmm. I think the message of this movie, which is the same as Interstellar, which a lot of people miss. Yeah. Love is the most powerful thing in the universe. Literally. It's that outside of all this sci-fi, all this crazy stuff that makes you go dizzy. Dizzying. Love. So Amy Adams is a linguistic scholar, yeah. I believe, is the vibe. And these alien pods have landed throughout Earth. And they're just these like big spheres that are hovering. There's the same shape, I think, as like a Mac wireless mouse. Yes. But they're like sideways. Yeah. So these huge Mac wireless mice are all over the world. There's like seven or something. There's seven. And so they go to Amy Adams, this linguistic scholar. And the movie starts with you seeing her having a daughter who has passed. So you're thinking that that was in her past. They allude to her being very lonely. And so then it's up to her to communicate with these aliens. And our friend Emily once had, she had the, my favorite review of a movie ever after she saw this with me. She goes, I just thought that was a really beautiful depiction of contact. Oh my God, don't give me chills. Literally. Tell the girls to pull over first. Seriously. Stop, I have goosebumps right now. You're about to get more. Oh. Talking about this makes me, I want to cry. I want to cry. Yeah. She's brought to one of these apple mice that is in, I think, like Midwest America or something. It's so, grassy. Yeah, yeah. It's like grassy. It's kind of, yeah, it feels... Exterior, grassy. Exterior, grassy, day, day. Day. So she goes in and these aliens are, it really is a beautiful, beautiful depiction of contact. They don't even have a starting point of how to communicate because no. the way that these aliens are putting out information is yeah. so foreign, obviously, yeah. to our language. So basically, Amy Adams is tasked with starting from scratch. Yeah. Oh, and she's got the chops. Oh, yeah. She's got the she's chops. She's the perfect person for the job. Of course. Yeah. She plays herself in it. Yeah, it's awesome. As America, we go to actors first to solve our biggest problems. Yeah. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger being the governor, the governator. And now he's back doing movies. I'm your number one customer. No. <laughs> What is it? You're my number one customer. <laughs> I remember from Jingle All the Way. That was of my course. favorite movie as a kid. Kindergarten Cop. And don't forget, you're my number one customer. <laughs> I love that. I used to say that as a kid. I'd run into rooms and go, and don't forget, you're my number one customer. Stop thinking about Baby Benny doing that. I was. And I was the number one customer. Yeah. At, at the Disney store. Laying down that plastic. <laughs> so you're right. There's so many callbacks in this. You have to listen in order, which I like. I like that we did that. Hey, this isn't Friends, okay? No, you can't just jump in and jump out. Amy Adams is tasked with talking to these crazy aliens. What are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do with these guys? And they're huge. They're so they're big. They're physically huge. And to get into the Apple Mouse, they like have to like lift them. And then she goes in and they're in these full like suits. And then one day she asks, give me a whiteboard. And she starts to like draw things and starts to communicate with them. And over time, she starts to learn their language. And their thing is they're behind kind of like a glass wall, but they like spray. Like they ink. They spray like ink. Just the whole thing is so magical and beautiful. Obviously, the world gets really scared. Of course, they're not a part of the fellowship. They're not looking at the greater good. They're no, getting they're scared. And other countries, it's just a beautiful story of other countries get scared and they start to be like, we're going to bomb them and we're not going to communicate with you of what we've learned. 
I would say this movie really advocates for a sharing of information. Totally. Makes everyone stronger. Yeah. But, because each country has their own approach. Yeah. It's like, obviously there's like tension between like a lot of different countries. So it's like, how yeah. do you start that? How do you start that communication? Exactly. They get more and more scared as other countries have information. And that part of it is just really too real. It just feels like, wow, they they nailed this. And it's really scary. Jeremy Renner is in it as well. And we love him here on this pod. Of course. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like so happy he's okay. That whole thing was like, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that plow incident. Oh We're sending God. love to the whole Renner camp. Literally. Oh my God. That is like, oof. Nightmare fuel. Nightmare fuel. As is some of this film, but it, it does it in such a tasteful way. It's like, Yes, this would be scary, but I think what's beautiful is that Amy Adams' character comes to it with such, like, her wanting to understand. Empathy, openness. Empathy, openness, and she starts to learn what they want to communicate to her, which their language, this is going to, is everyone pulled over? I know, I know. I already, you see me that I have chills again? No, I can't. Because I'm even just thinking about how you're going to explain this, and I'm like, I, I... I should literally give talks about this movie at colleges. Don't you think? My great American college tour. I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not comedy. It's just you talking about Arrival. I'm just telling people the plot of Arrival. So we learn that the aliens are here because they will need our help in the future. So they want to give us something to help us that they believe is something that we need to know. And their language, how it works, it gets rid of all time. It's all a circle. The daughter that we see at the beginning of the film, she hasn't been born yet. But Amy Adams knows that she will die at a young age. But she still has the daughter because she still wants to experience the love. With Jeremy Renner. With Jeremy Renner, the love of that child. And she'll still do it even though it ends poorly because it's like to, to have had and have lost than to have not had at all. It's like... The most beautiful thing ever. Basically, all time is concurrent. All time is concurrent. And then you see that she teaches it at schools. Like she spreads she writes this a book. language. She writes a book about it. Like, and it's just, yeah, the whole thing is like this it's a incredible circle, circle kind of like Ride. It's kind of, it's a lot like Ride, mm -hmm. actually, in the way that we, it's sort of like, what's the beginning? What's the middle? What's the end? We're not sure. Yeah. And I think. Aren't you like so emotional right now? Thinking about it, like actually, it's so beautiful. The movie in some parts is also nonlinear. Like we'll see a scene with the daughter and then Amy Adams will wake up. So this is as she's like learning the language. Yeah. She she's getting like hints it. of things. Yeah. And then you realize when it clicks mm -hmm. and you see like the timeline linearly as we know language yeah oh my god also the tension in the third act when she needs to like call that one like prime minister guy yeah she's like do and not then she yeah. sees him at an event in the future and then she's like i know i stopped him but i have this piece of information that i only know because of it's just like oh my god and it's, then he it's learns so amazing regardless of if if this has like spoiled anything you have to go watch it because like no matter how i can explain it to see this absolutely stunning film is so important Love is the most powerful thing in the universe. So obviously this film had great critical acclaim. Amy Adams is incredible. I know Jeremy Renner is incredible. You know, it's like taking something that has been done a lot, which is aliens coming to Earth and it being not about the aliens trying to like take over us or kill us. It being like them giving us a gift and and us unifying. It's a lot like the fellowship. I'll just say it. It's about coming together for the greater good. And I love that idea of like that they know that they'll need us and they're like 
So we're going to give you something that you really need to. I they mean, wow. save humanity. They save humanity. Yeah. And it's about communication. I think this yeah. movie is also a lot Universal about communication. communication. Micro and macro. Speaking up. Speaking up. Speak now. The princess and the pea. Yeah. There's also some really sweet moments where we see Amy Adams parenting and we're not really sure like what moments will be relevant. Like how do yeah. we know when this is going to come back up? And so I would say the movie is also just like so well paced and full of twists that feel so earned in the storytelling. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just like, well, it's based on a book. Yeah, of course. Of course. of course. It's one of those movies where you watch it and you're just like, I wish I lived in that version of reality. Yeah. With like Amy Adams. Yeah. It's so cool to be on earth at the same time as Amy Adams. I've always a lot. said that. I think about that a lot. Like who are the people that I'm thankful to live in the same time as? And I would say Amy Adams and Jessica Chastain. And Charlie XCX. And Charlie XCX. And Tracy Ellis Ross. I think about that a lot. I just... I just love her. She's just serving. serving. She is always serving. And she, I was watching this video of her recently where it was her Vogue, like the beauty secrets. And it just, it felt so warm. Like I just felt so like safe with her. I hope she's having the best day. What do we think Amy Adams is doing right now? Te well, she's probably teaching. She's teaching the, about the language. Yeah. She's at UCLA. I've never met anyone that didn't like this movie. No. And this is one, Terry, eyes. Wide open. Wide open. He loves this film. When I saw it the first time in theaters, I'm not a big crier in movies. I think I cried at Boy Erased. It just kind of hit me at a time. Yeah. I just, woof. And I was full sob. And I cried in Interstellar, of course. But I was just like, and it has that Interstellar vibe where that final act is just like, it's so earned. And you're just like, holy fucking shit. Oh, my chest, baby. You know, when Harry Styles gave that interview and he was like, this movie, it's like a movie. Like, it's a movie that you would see at the movies. Like, it's a movie. It's a real movie. Yeah. Arrival is that. Arrival is it's that. It's a movie. Yeah. Sit down and tune in. They just don't really make them like that anymore. No. So rarely does it's... a movie come along that's cross-generational. Like, everybody loves this movie. Yeah. Like, my parents love this movie. We love this movie. If my niece hasn't seen it, she's going to love this movie. Should we do some IMDb trivia on it? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, let's find out. Yes. It came out in 2016, our first fact on Ride. <laughs> so it hasn't even been around that long. To think of how much of our lives we went through without this movie. Mm -hmm. I like that the tagline is, why are they here? <laughs> us in this, us in this industry. Okay, shady. Yeah. The original name for the film was Story of Your Life, the same as the source novella. Test audiences did not like that title. So it was changed to Arrival. Think about all the things that have changed because of test audiences. Sometimes they're right, though. I think Arrival is extremely chic. Arrival is so chic. And it's just like everything about this is sleek. It does feel like the Apple store at the Grove with the mirrors and the trees. And, and the floating Apple mouses. Yeah. In the whiteboard shot where Luis writes the big question, immediately above the question is the standard formula for entropy, the arrow of time. That's fucking sick. The only Best Picture Oscar nominee that you're not to be nominated in any of the acting categories. And yeah, I'm a little T.O.'d. Wow, I'm shocked. Amy Adams should have been nominated for this. Best Actress in a Teen Choice Award film? Clarity. Clarity. Zed. Amy Adams broke down in tears after her first scene with Forrest Whitaker. I don't blame her. He's incredible. Included among the 1001 movies you must see before you die by Steven Schneider. Oh, this is beautiful. Are you ready? 
The reason the ships never touched land is explained by production designer Patrice Vermette, stating the 12 identical ships would travel across the universe and end the journey by hovering 28 feet above the ground in delicate equilibrium, leaving it to Earth's people to make the final outreach to contact them. I literally have goosebumps again. Your bruised arms are covered in gooseies. (laughs) I'm freezing. You have to stop. Oh my God, you're not ready for this. The violin melody in the last sequence is palindromic. Palindrome. Circle. Oh my God. Okay. I like I I'm sick. The author of the book, too. I'm just like, what a mind. No. He said, he what, said a mind. what a mind. It happens, this happens all, all the, the time. time. Let's get into ride or die. You know what you are, Mary Beth? Bisexual? Well, yeah. But you're also my ride or die. Ride or die. I'm really finding how much Taylor Swift lyrics are relevant to our specific conversations. I think it's everyone. Her body of work is so vast that it's just like every word we say, I'm thinking of a Taylor Swift lyric. I'm thinking Arrival. I'm thinking Invisible String. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's basically what the song Invisible String is about. Yeah. In many ways. And are you ready for it? The mice falling on earth. (sighs) (laughs) Delicate. Delicate. Isn't it? Isn't Isn't it? Isn't it? I ride for Arrival, of course, as you know. It's such a you movie. It is. It really is. I'm sad I haven't seen it with you. It really warms me from the inside out. I actually am due for a rewatch, but I would say this is just one of those movies that makes me excited to be in the movie business. I agree. Totally. think about like being in a movie like this. Seriously. I mean, it'd be so cool to be in something that you're just like, mom, just in awe. dad. My parents love kind of just like rom-com. So I think this would just be like, oh my God. It's just undeniable. And Mm -hmm. it's so well done. It's so well executed. There's so many different ways, I think, to like bring alien and space lore to life. Mm -hmm. And the way they did it in this one, for this movie, I have no notes. Speaking of no notes, the princess and the pea. (laughs) I totally ride for this. I wrote for everything that had princesses in it as a kid. So I do believe I loved this story. It's cool to know that it didn't really teach me anything or we are kind of just trying to figure it out now. Well, it's open to interpretation. Which I think is so cool. I think it's so amazing. Speak now. Absolutely. And it is you. It's a story of my girl, my baby on board. So I'm absolutely on board. (laughs) It's my life story. (laughs) That's baby. I want to read it for my niece and my nephews and see what they think. Just see what they think the takeaways are. Yeah. I know that kids sometimes say the headiest stuff. They'll say something and it's just like this. (laughs) Yes. I was born for this. I was born. (laughs) I was born for the singing with me. I I was was born. born. Marshall, sing it. I was born for this. I was was born. born. They're showing a chef's kitchen. Thanks for listening. We love you. Dear media. Love corn. That's a rival. That's what the aliens, they touched. That's something unbelievable. He brought them home. He goes, I want to show you something unbelievable. (laughs) And he put in a Blu-ray of Arrival. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Go rate and review. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, five out of five, obviously, my lifts. Thanks, guys. We love you. Oh, my exit. Benny, babe, eyes on the road. Benny, look out! Ride, ride, ride. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.